how do we do this again? I don't, I don't really remember. <laughs> uh, song plays, song plays, song plays, and then... That's right. Bum, blink, bum, blink, bum, ding, bling. Ding, 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 Welcome to Hoya Podcast. Hi, Amy. Hi, Jackie. How are you? I'm good. How are you? And also, uh, happy belated Valentine's Day. Yes, happy belated Valentine's and Galentine's Day to you. Yes. Also to everybody listening, happy, happy, happy belated. Yep. We're recording the day after Valentine's Day, which is maybe the most important day because today's the day you go and get all your discount candy. Mm, oh, yeah. Discount mm-hmm. candy. I actually, this is going to sound insane, but I had to throw away a bunch of candy that I had. What kind? Good shit, man. Like top tier candy, like Reese's peanut butter cups, Starbursts. Why? Uh, because I couldn't stop eating it. I Why couldn't you just give it to someone. Because, because because that would require me like leaving and actually seeing someone outside of work and I mean you know it was Friday and Friday night I have I was just surrounded I was in a pile of candy wrappers and my stomach was hurting and I wasn't stopping so mm-hmm. I was just like you have to throw this out because you will eat all of it all of it Fair and, enough. You, and you will throw up so get yeah. rid of it I know I feel bad that I had to throw it out but I had to I, otherwise Otherwise, I would probably be, like, in a coma right now. Just, she ate too much Reese's peanut butter cups again. Typical. (laughs) But, you know, uh, fun fact about Reese's cups, they are one of the rare, not too rare, but uh, candy that is completely gluten-free for those people that have celiac disease or just think that that's a diet. Yeah. Oh, no, it is for real. Yeah, that's a real thing. So we mentioned it last episode, but we had to push back the live watch party because Amy had tickets to go see Nickelback on Thursday. So how was that go? <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, excuse me. It was Nickelback with Creed. Thank you. <laughs> Please get it right. <laughs> uh, no, um, I... <laughs> I went and saw We Were Promised Jetpacks, which, silly, silly name, but they're a pretty big uh, band out of Scotland, and they came to our little town, and it was awesome. It was so good, and I got so incredibly sweaty, just, just dripping wet. I was the only person that was that sweaty, too. Like, everybody else was jumping around and dancing and, like, yelling and screaming, having fun. Looked like normal people afterwards. It looked like I had jumped into a pool repeatedly once I was done. It was it was disgusting, but worth it because it was great. They put on an amazing show. And, you know, I was like, oh, man, it's a Thursday night. I'm old. I got to go to work tomorrow. But I kept the beers to a minimum. I danced a lot. So I got a lot of a lot of the booze out and I felt pretty good the next day. So. 
Awesome. Well, I think that's where uh, sweating really comes in handy because I am also someone who is extremely sweaty all the time, always have been. I don't know if it's an Italian thing or maybe I just, it's probably just because I'm not in any kind of shape, but I get super sweaty doing the smallest amount of things. And I always think maybe I'll just get Botox in all my sweat glands because it would be so refreshing to not be drenched in sweat Mm -hmm. all the time. All the Uh, time. But I wonder if it's easier for people like us to detox and get that kind of stuff out of your system because we're so sweaty. I don't know. Uh, Sweat tangent. But yes, um, the show was awesome. It was a lot of fun. I am sorry that I had to reschedule the live watch party, but we're going to be doing it uh, next Thursday, which will be the 20th at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. And then right after that, um, on the 23rd, uh, we're doing the live episode. So, And that's at 4.30 Eastern. Also, on the 23rd, what we're going to have to do is I'm going to – everybody that is going to be in the live watch party – or I'm sorry, live episode, uh, we all have to sing happy birthday to a very special ho. That we love. (laughs) To a very special Jackie. It is her birthday on the 27th. And we're going to make sure we all sing happy birthday. And we all get to give her, what is it, 30 30 something bottom smacks. Talk about getting sweaty now. Mm -hmm. Now I'm sweaty. Aw, that's so nice. Yes, I will be 34. Mm -hmm. How great. You don't look a day over 31. (laughs) i'll take it i was buying uh cough medicine for will at the at the um at walgreens the other day and of course you have to be what over 18 to buy cough medicine nowadays because yeah meth yeah and uh the lady rang it up and she looked at me and she was just like you're under 40 right and that's just like (laughs) i am I don't need to check your ID then. (laughs) I haven't been ID'd. I mean, I never get ID'd, but I remember I had my sister's, my older sister's ID when I was 20. So I was using it as a fake ID and she's seven years older than me. And nobody, well, one, I almost didn't, I never got ID'd anyway, because I just looked older, but then they would see it and they'd be like, yes, you do look like you're almost 30. Here you go. Fuck. (laughs) You're not even going to question me at all. (laughs) Okay. Well, even when I do get ID'd, it's not that exciting because working in a restaurant or even working in a pharmacy, they always told me, just ID anyone that looks younger than 45. So even when I do get ID'd, it's like, well... (laughs) I could be 45. Yeah. They could think I'm 40. Yeah. Anyway, we're going to have balloons. We're going to give her 34 birthday bottom pinches. And... It's going to be great. Yay. So, yeah, so that's the plan for the Patreon. Um, Everyone bring your own slice of cake or whatever. Whatever you prefer. All right, listen. Okay, so we don't have... We don't have any Patreon shoutouts this week, but we do have our usuals, our usual shoutouts, and we would love to get into that right now. Let's do it. Let's do it. Jackie, you want to you wanna hit us? Hit us with the first one? Yes. I have a shout out from Instagram, and it's a message from 
Rachel Langeller. Nailed Rachel, it. Rachel Langeller. And Rachel sent us this really nice message, um, just saying a lot of lovely, lovely things. Uh, let me see. Uh, I just wanted to write to say how much I love your podcast. My sister and I have grown up watching King of the Hill with our dad, and it has always been one of our favorite shows and something the three of us regularly bond over. Oh, that's lovely. Aww. My dad <laughs> my dad used to sing us as kids a Margaritaville parody he made up full of King of the Hill references. Please record that and send it in. Uh, yes. If your dad, if you could have your dad do it, that'd be even better, but I would love to hear that parody. My sister, Lauren, is straight up obsessed with all things King of the Hill and is the one that turned me onto your podcast. Go, Lauren. Thank you. Woo-woo. I, I don't think there's been an episode where I haven't found myself crying from laughing so hard. Wonderful. It's amazing to find that there are so many other weirdos like us that love the show so much. One last favor I'd like to ask before I go. My sister Lauren's 25th birthday is on February 18th when your next episode comes out. Would you be willing to give her a birthday shout out for me? Jackie, I know you're practicing your Luann, so maybe give her a shout out as a manger baby. If not, you guys still fucking rock. Rachel, beautiful message. So lovely and so kind. Just this whole family. They just seem like such wonderful people. Mm -hmm. Of course, I would love to give Lauren a birthday shout out, especially since her birthday is so close to mine. February birthdays. What, what? (laughs) Um, My Luann is not going to be good, but I will do my best. Amy, feel free to chime in. But let's see. This is all you, babe. Oh, God. Uh, Happy birthday. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Okay, I won't laugh. I won't laugh. Eeyah! Eeyah! <laughs> I'm leaving all of this in. Uh, uh, meow! Hope your birthday is wonderful. <laughs> and, uh, uh, oh, fuck. There. What what does the octopus sound like? Or the gurgle six- gurgle. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, it does is just go gurgle gurgle. Okay. Uh, uh meow. Hope your birthday is Chom Dom Shaw Governor. What what? What what? Gurgle gurgle. <laughs> I I mean my That's it. <laughs> Happy birthday, Lauren. Twenty-five. Go you. Welcome to your mid-20s. It's, Mm -hmm. guess what? Your brain is basically fully finished developing. And so now you get to enjoy a fully functioning prefrontal cortex. So (laughs) you've got organization. You've got planning, uh, foresight, judgment. Look at you. Depending on how much drugs, how many drugs you did in your youth. I mean... And are possibly doing now. That's true. Correct. And uh, correct. you know, uh, assuming you don't have any sort of executive functioning disorders or like ADHD or something like that. Which, if you do, <laughs> you can still live a full life. I'm doing it. Okay. Yeah. But yep. overall, your brain is at its peak right now. Enjoy mm. it. Enjoy it. And happy birthday. Happy birthday, Lauren. And uh, Lauren's birthday is the day before my dad's birthday. Oh, cool. Is that uh, I don't 
I don't know a lot about astrology, but is that, I thought I saw that that's the last day of Aquarius and the 19th is the first day of Pisces or something? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Is that right? (laughs) Yeah. I had to think about it and then Google it, but yes. I only know that because I found a meme that I want to share, but it was a meme of, uh, Bobby Hill holding a gun and it just said (laughs) Aquarius. And then the next picture was Bobby crying into his knees, just like curled up and it (laughs) said Pisces. (laughs) I was like, oh, I guess that's coming up. All right. Do you have another shout out? Uh, I just wanted to do one more shout out from iTunes. We're always asking for iTunes ratings and reviews. So when we get them, I want to shout them out. Yes. We have one from Trez195, T-R-E-I-Z-E, Trez, Trez195. And the subject is Escuchame. And the body says, I recently recommended this podcast to a coworker and described it as Peggy Positive. And then in a line below that, it says, Cinco polos por you. And then there's a picture of five chickens. <laughs> I love that review. I love chickens. So mm-hmm. you really and thank you for recom- like telling us to a coworker, like recommending us. Yes. That's what they said, right? Yep. You and Lauren are doing God's work. You're doing you're doing everything we could possibly ask. Thank you so Everyone much. Everyone tell a friend. And Amy, it's so funny that you mentioned chickens. I was just talking about how much I like chickens last night and this morning. I'm uh, coming into a, an appreciation for the animal itself. Uh, I, yeah, when I say I love chickens, I don't mean like chicken meat. I mean chickens. I, They're so funny. They are hilarious and beautiful. There are some chickens that are absolutely gorgeous. <laughs> I mean, really beautiful chickens. They're, they're like stunning. They're stunning. And I just love them. I think they're fucking hysterical. They crack me <laughs> up. And last week I got to hang out with some chickens. I was drinking some beers with them and one of them bit me but it was fine i didn't really care it didn't hurt it was just it was great i i love chickens so much well not to go on a chicken tangent but i just started watching there's uh this show called miracle workers i think on tbs or somewhere Mm. and you i don't you've probably heard of it uh the last season was starring Daniel Radcliffe and Steve Buscemi was God and there were all these other people. And now they just came out with a new season and it's all the same people. So Daniel Radcliffe, Steve Buscemi's in it, all these other really funny people, but it takes place in the dark ages and it's just a completely different story. So it's kind of an anthology, but the opening, the intro song is just a chicken running in slow motion across all these different settings. And it is beautiful to watch. I've never realized how graceful chickens are. And then just this morning I was doing my crossword and one of the answers was bantams, which apparently a bantam is a miniature chicken, which I did not know. So we've got a chicken theme running, running through. (laughs) Another chicken running through our podcast. I'm into that. Mm -hmm. I'm into all of that. I got to look up that show and watch that intro because that will make me happier. It's gorgeous. I've ever it's been. relaxing. Anyway. Oh, I love chickens. Little tiny dinosaurs. So good. <laughs> Thank you for that iTunes review. We are always 
so grateful for those. It really does help us out a lot. Mm-hmm. So I have I have one shout out. It's a it's from an email. So actually, this this listener sent us a listener comment song, which you will be hearing later on. But I also wanted to give them a shout out because they sent us a really lovely email. Um, it says, uh, "Hey y'all, I'm Pastel Zom on Instagram, and just wanted to send in a listener comments recording and let you know how much I love and look forward to your pod every week. The two of you have such great and hilarious chemistry. I could listen to you veer off topic for eons while I sit in the back of a truck sliding around like Bobby. Oh. <laughs> and then there's a little bit more, but then they say, "I value, I value your insight and entertainment value. Never change." Oh God, I'm an inscription and a squalid waste of time. Your book. <laughs> uh, thanks and all the best, Chris, aka Pastel Zom. So, thank you so much for that lovely email and for the excellent listener comment song that we got. And I can't wait for everyone to hear it. So, thank you very much, Pastel Zom. That was really nice, and I haven't heard it yet, so I'm really excited. It's a good one, Jackie. Amy, are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Eddie, 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 Eddie. Awesome. All right, let's do this. Now we're doing Meet the Manger Babies because we already did the unbearable lightness of laying for a Christmas. Yep. 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 The unbearable blindness of laying. Because we did that for a Christmas episode, so we skipped that one. You guys can listen back if you want to. But we're doing Meet the Manger Babies, Luann and Hank heavy episode. Love them both. Very excited to talk about this episode. Mm-hmm. All right. Meet the Manger Babies, air date, January 11th, 1998. We're out Yay! of 97. We did it, y'all. We did it. We made it to the new year. The season two, episode 12. Let's do this shit. All right. We open on Hank and Bobby in the living room. Hank is bummed out because uh, right before Super Bowl Sunday, he is hosting the party for Super Bowl Sunday. His TV goes on the disabled list. It's a American classic TV, apparently. And there's a piece that's not working. And it goes on the disabled list. I know. I don't know. If, like, is that? I can't tell if that's like a, if that's like a, bad thing or if it's like saying like a disabled piece of technology i don't know (laughs) i'm trying to like figure out where else you would use that term goes on the like in a hospital somebody breaks both their legs like put them on the disabled list oh god (laughs) i don't know that's that's not a thing that can't be (laughs) okay so hank's tv uh is broken (laughs) it's it's not working we'll just say it's not working it's differently abled (laughs) yeah, <laughs> exactly. Bobby says, well, why don't you just get a, a Japanese TV, a Japanese made TV? And Hank is disgusted by Bobby's blatant uh, non-patriotism. Yeah. And by Bobby's disdain for America. Clearly, he hates His, America. Uh, ap- apathy? Yes. Towards His apathy a- towards American being man. an American. I think, yes. Woo! it's saturday morning we got got oh. through first sentence we did it all right <laughs> we also see luann looking so cute and lovely clearly she's she's gonna go she's out to do something she's gonna go out to do something she's sitting on the driveway waiting 
And Peggy comes out and says, Luann, you got a phone call. She comes in. It's Buckley. He's canceling on her, of course, last minute. They were going to go to the outlet malls together to score some low, low deals on whatever they needed. Uh, so Luann's feeling sad and, you know, I, she's just. Oops. I'm sorry. I like her response to when she's on the phone. She's like, no, that's fine. We can go next weekend. Like something like that's, you know, it's not like we're going to be missing any sales. There's always deals at the outlets. <laughs> and then just hangs up. <laughs> I know. Luann is kind of, you know, she's feeling bad. You know, Buckley's a terrible boyfriend. He's, he sucks. He's a shitty boyfriend. So mm-hmm. she's she's kind of feeling dejected and just upset in general about, you know, the world and how it seems like nobody really cares about anyone anymore. Uh, feeling a little bit lost, it seems. Peggy, in a in a effort to try and cheer up Luann, she tells Hank, "Hey, take Luann with you to the you know to Megalomart or wherever they're going for a new part for the TV, probably Megalomart." And I love this part because <laughs> Hank's like, "All right, whatever." And Luann just says, "You know, is it okay if I don't feel like talking?" And Hank's like, "Sure, why not? Yeah, sounds great." <laughs> if anyone is okay with someone not talking, it's Hank. <laughs> So as they're on their way to the to Megalomart, Hank sees. First of all, I love it because Luann is just spilling her guts. <laughs> so instead <laughs> of not talking, she's talking nonstop. Yeah. <laughs> and Hank sees a. He's giving her some like decent advice. You know, he's like, "Look, you know, you just got to find your own way. You got to find the thing that makes you feel good, makes you feel happy. Um, so like your calling, essentially." Uh, he's like, "I sell. You know, my calling is to sell clean, burning fuel." To the good people of Arlen, and you will find your calling one day. Maybe not as great as selling propane, but you know, yeah. some something, something okay. <laughs> yeah, she's even like, maybe I could sell propane, and he's just like, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Luann, you moron, absolutely yeah. not. <laughs> you poor dumb baby. I know. <laughs> Hank then sees a, a garage sale, so he's like, skirt, skirt. <laughs> Cuts over real quick, quick. Cuts over real quick. There, uh, he finds the part that he needs for his TV, and Luann trips over a box that's full of hand puppets. She's instantly like, "Oh my god, I'm into this! Like, I feel, I f- this is this is my calling. I'm feeling it." Hank, he's like, you know, oh, I'll buy those for you, and you know, it just there's a lot of really sweet Luann Hank moments. You know, Hank is really doing more than he normally does you know he's he's being generous and kind and you know uh, open with Luann to the extent that Hank can I I wrote that down too he's being very kind and tender to Luann and it's not even that he's just trying to do something nice just to shut her up or or distract her or or get her away from him or something it's you know he sees that she shows an interest in something and he seems to genuinely you know want to support that interest it's really mm-hmm. nice yeah it is it is it is yeah he's not doing it to appease peggy you know he's he's genuinely helping out luann so she gets the the puppets that she dubs the manger babies she comes up with this really great idea for a kids a christian puppet show like it's mm-hmm. It's creative. It's fun. You know, she's saying, 
you know, she goes to the the reverend and she tells him, this is my idea. It's, you know, how Jesus was born in a manger. What if we hear the perspective from all of the animals that were in the manger? And yeah, a penguin, you know, a penguin, <laughs> right? Naturally. I mean, you know. an uh, octopus, <laughs> all the animals it's- that were there. It's the Bible. I mean, if an octopus and a penguin could be on the fucking ark, then why not? Why not in the manger? (laughs) (laughs) There's no rules in the Bible. Except for don't be gay. Like, that's the one that they're they're pretty serious about. That's it. And don't mix your fabrics. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) (laughs) She comes up with this idea and he's like, all right. You know, the Roman's like, all right, I'll let you, you know, we'll, we'll let you do a show. Luann that evening, she's telling the family about this awesome idea and that she's going to actually be able to like perform and stuff. And Hank says, hey, why don't you use that old refrigerator box? You can make like a theater out of it. Again, being very kind, very sweet. We see Luann. She's working on the box. She's getting it ready. And I love this part because all the guys, Dale, Boomhauer, Hank, Bill, standing there like, oh, you're doing a good job with that. And she's like, oh, thanks, guys. You know, if you have any suggestions and of course they're all like yep yep sure do and they just come over and immediately take over the whole project and it looks amazing afterwards you know um i know it even lights up uh, eventually and i mean it's yeah incredible. it's incredible in cardboard box i don't know how they did this they're they are master craftsmen that is that is no lie they are very good at uh creating things so no one is lying about that that is no mm-mm. lie that is no lie we see luann and a bunch of kids and Hank and Peggy, they're in the, the church basement. They are doing, she's getting ready to put on her very first manger baby show. Now, keep in mind, I forgot to mention, the Reverend, he's a little bit, uh, he's a little bit freaked out because there is brand new plush carpet in that basement. And he's a little mm-hmm. bit like, dude, you know what? If kids get bored... Juice gets spilled onto my new fucking carpet, and then you're out of here. So I love when he said, he, like, his only hesitation when she comes to him with this Manger Babies children's puppet show idea is that, you know, well, the one issue with that is we just got new carpet in, and <laughs> if anyone spills juice on that carpet, then I'm going to be pissed. And <laughs> it, uh, just don't give them juice or don't <laughs> give very them, simple. Give them you know, water or something that won't stain. They're giving them grape juice. <laughs> or, or like maybe one that has a straw, like one of those juice boxes. So like it doesn't tip over a whole cup. <laughs> yeah. A Capri Sun. A Capri Sun. God, kids love that shit. They, they would be so them. stoked. Especially when they're frozen. Yum. Frozen? <laughs> You've never frozen a Capri Sun and then ate it like a slushy? No. Oh, you've been missing out, girl. Well, I saw that they make basically adult Capri Suns where it's in the wine section of uh, a lot of grocery stores. And it's just basically a giant Capri Sun bagged style of drink and a little, I think a little either hole you could poke a straw through or maybe it has one of those little twist off caps at the top of the bag. But you freeze it and then you have like a slushy wine beverage. It sounds really Mm. good. I really they are it. good. Maybe they next time good. we record. That's a great idea. We are allowed one. Yeah. <laughs> I am. I'm okay. I'm allowed one. <laughs> Ooh, maybe for the live episode, everyone uh, put it on your list. Get a slushy, uh, alcoholic or non, 
Right. Slush, we'll have slushy drinks. Great. Yeah, either do a Capri Sun or an alcoholic Capri Sun, whichever but one But it has want. to be something that'll stain your tongue. That way, when we take our group photo, everyone can have a different color tongue. Yay! Deal! Deal. Yay. I love that. So Luann, she's there. She is getting ready to put on the performance of her life. Mm-hmm. She is ready to sell her her show. She's ready to do this. She's doing great. She, she's got a song, which I am going to sing. She's oh, got <laughs> She's got a song. She's got a whole she's got like backgrounds. She's got a, a theme. However, it's a little bit uh, it ends and all the kids are like, but wait a second, all these, you know, the manger babies are stuck in a closet. Are they gonna get out? Luann didn't really figure out an ending. She thought the ending was sufficient enough. It wasn't. It's very so, much like a you know, it's Thanksgiving and the kids went into the back room and they made a play and now they're going to come out and make all the adults watch it. And there's just... <laughs> That's exactly what it's like. <laughs> there's, yeah, there's just... They say that there are, like, what some key parts to telling a story. There's the uh, catalyst, the triggering event, perpetuating factors, the climax, the and the resolution slash moral of the story and she got to the climax right and then just like didn't give it a resolution (laughs) the end (laughs) the end and that's why you shouldn't sneak into the movies (laughs) we got these kids dangerously close to spilling juice like they're so bored they're like what the hell what the what's happening here Uh, is there an ending are they gonna die in this closet like what what's going on hank Comes in, he saves the day. He saves the the carpet. He saves Luann's show. You know, she comes out and is like, hey, I'm the assistant manager of this. Uh, I love that he makes himself the assistant manager. In Hank's fantasy, he's still <laughs> yeah. the assistant manager. <laughs> Even his fantasies are based in reality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> comes in, he, he frees the manger babies. That's why you, and that's why you never sneak into the movie theater. Show is a rousing success. People love it. Hank did a great job. Luann did a great job. Nancy's there. She's just like, damn, Luann has got some talent. Yeah, and she shouldn't to... waste it on church. <laughs> I, one of my favorite lines. <laughs> Nancy has some of the best lines, too. Like <laughs> like her and, and Boomhauer sometimes just have like these great one lines that you don't really think too much of them, but when you're really paying attention, you're like, God damn it, that's good. <laughs> it's always, uh, her lines are always delivered in such like a normal, it's nothing that's trying to sound over the top, but it is, if you like take a minute, you're like, that's great. It's, you know, this, you know, she's just saying, this is a great show. It'd be a shame for her to waste it on church. Yeah, something. it says, you know, Luann really shouldn't waste this kind of talent on church. <laughs> yeah. Harriet, get out of here. Get out of here. She's attacking me. Um, Nancy apparently follows through because, you know, she gives it to the producer as Luann is talking to, she's practicing her show. She has given Hank a part in her show. At first, Hank is like, ah, you know, I'm not an, I'm no actor. I'm just, that was a one-time deal. Luann kind of is like, but who else am I going to get to play God? And Hank is immediately like, oh, well, in that case, God, you know, he's probably flattered. You know, he's, he's, he's into it now. He's, he's feeling, he's feeling the, uh, 
the influence. He's ready to be a part of this show. I love Bobby's line at that point, too. He's just like, Dad, if you're God, then that makes me Jesus. And Peggy's just like, oh, Bobby, don't say that. That's for Luann to decide. (laughs) (laughs) That's the thing. The thing's... That's why I love Peggy. She always has these amazing lines. Like you think she's like, oh, don't, that's blasphemous. She's like, no, that's Luann's to, to decide if you're Jesus or not. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, honey, don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> so as they're as they're practicing, uh, they get the phone call. Luann gets the phone call from the from the producers, and they're like, hey, we want you to do your show on Super Bowl Sunday. Dun dun dun! <laughs> Hank's like, uh, well, hold on. I have a party that I was planning. It's Super Bowl Sunday. This is an important time in his life. Every Super Bowl Sunday is important. And so he, you know, just straight up tells Luann, I'm not going to do the show. I'm not going to do it. I have a party that I've planned and I want to watch the game. Yeah, that's well, what it's called. It's understandable, though. I mean, I don't care for football and. You know, we were talking about this earlier, but I just I just listened to that Aaron Hernandez podcast, uh, Gladiator. And so now I'm like extra iffy when it comes to football. And but even I'm just like, this is Hank. Not only is this his one thing that he's been gearing up for for weeks that they have he and his friends have parties planned years in advance. They take turns. But he's hosting it this year. That's a huge responsibility. It's completely understandable for him to, he has a prior engagement and he's been very supportive throughout this entire process. You think that Luann would have just a little bit of understanding, but it's, it's as if he, it's as if he just slapped her in the face. It's just such a betrayal. No, and I, Totally agree, Jackie. No, you know, because we, we don't hold back with Hank. We tell, we were like, he's being a dick or he's being unreasonable or whatever. But no, I totally agree. In this instance, he is, he's not wrong. He's not wrong to be like, I have this planned, you know, like this is an event for me and I'm hosting it. Like, I'm not doing it. She could have had Bobby. Bobby would be fucking, he would do it no problem. He would be more than happy to be on television. So Peggy and Luann are going a little hard on Hank when it doesn't really need to happen that hard. I know. And it's, it's one of those classic Luann moments where she is just not seeing the situation for what it is. Her show is premiering at the same time as the Super Bowl because who else is going to fill that time slot? So of course they just stuck her there, but her reaction is they put us up against the Super Bowl because they know we can beat it in ratings. (laughs) That's how much confidence they have in us. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> oh, I know. I love that part. <laughs> Luann, Peggy, and Bobby leave to go to the studio to get ready for the show. It's Super Bowl Sunday. Hank, uh, Boomhauer, Dale, and Bill are at the house getting ready for the party. They're they're there. They're watching the they're watching the Super Bowl. And as as Luann's show starts, as the Manger Baby show starts, we see that all of a sudden the channel f- keeps changing on Hank's TV. You know, it keeps switching to 
Luann's program. So everyone's like, what the hell, man? What's going on? Your TV's a piece of shit. Why are you changing the channel all the time? And Hank's like, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. It keeps happening. We see Hank feeling progressively more guilty. He's like, feeling he's really okay i feel guilty like luann is laying it on thick she's like oh god's not gonna come and help us he doesn't care about you what are you talking about so hank is really feeling guilty (laughs) she is having instead of dealing with her her instead of dealing with this conflict with hank in private she is just putting it out there on tv in front of all of these children just fully willing to murder these puppets in a drunken car crash in front of these children just to prove a point to prove a point yeah (laughs) so we also see that you know peggy she's manipulating the situation she's she's back at the house she's outside she's like pointing a remote at the tv she's changing the channel uh and finally Hank, he's overwhelmed. He's, you know, as we see Luann, she's going, screw it. God isn't coming. Put us in. Let's get in. Let's get in the truck and let's just fucking risk it all. Let's go drunk G.I. Joe, man. Yeah. Six pack Joe. Let's go. Let's get out of here. Let's God isn't coming. God. He isn't coming. <laughs> <sighs> Hank takes off. He He is on his way. Guilt has taken over. He is overwhelmed. He is ready to save the day again. And just in the nick of time, as Luann, she says, let's get this over with. Why don't we? She goes, she's like, six pack Joe, why don't you aim the truck at those oncoming headlights and get this over with? (laughs) (laughs) And she tosses, tosses the, the truck full of the manger babies out of the puppet theater. And just just in the nick of time, she just throws them, (laughs) just flings them off of what I assume is a cliff. Uh. Hail marries them out of there. (laughs) And right in the nick of time, Hank in his full God costume grabs the truck. And he's like, bitch, you thought. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, here I am here to save the day. Luann is overwhelmed. She's so grateful for Hank showing up and saving the day yet again. She and is hit. so lucky. She would have been canceled in a second. She got a TV show and she was literally throwing that opportunity away. Literally throwing <laughs> it. <laughs> Out of her damn mind. Just like that would have been the end of the show. There is no God. And just why don't you just get into a car with a drunk driver and end it all? Because there's no point. <laughs> a drunk driver from hell. From hell, right? He stole who stole Satan's pickup truck. <laughs> so good. Uh, and so. then just the I, uh, the whole idea too that you can make all the bad decisions you want because if there is a God, He'll come in in the nick of time and save you. Right. Like you don't have to worry about free will or anything because there's no consequences i guess i don't know what the message of this <laughs> this show is like it doesn't matter what kind of decisions you make cuz god will like come by and pick you up on the side of the road in his car uh, <laughs> need a ride honk honk <laughs> i know I, just going back just a second i like to when he's the channel is flipping back and forth to her show between her show and the super bowl and 
Hank's getting, he's feeling more and more guilty. And at first (laughs) you just see the manger babies and they're like, we shouldn't get into this car with this drunk driver. I mean, and then the, the six pack Joe character is just like, who else is going to drive you home? And I don't know. They're like, well, God, I think is going to come pick us up and they're waiting, (laughs) waiting. They're like, well, maybe God has a flat tire. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's right. (laughs) I don't think God would know how to change a flat tire either. (laughs) The jack goes where? Where does it go? On the axle. Okay, wait, what's the axle? (laughs) I didn't create this thing. I didn't create cars. (laughs) I know. Like, God would even drive a car. If anything, he would drive a like a spaceship or something. A a broomstick. (laughs) (laughs) He's actually, God is actually a witch. (laughs) Or a a hoverboard or a jetpack or something. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He would have like one of those water jetpacks that just flies in on. (laughs) But it it works even on dry land. It's a miracle. (laughs) It's a miracle. One of those big hoses, like, coming off the back. <laughs> yeah, they don't tell you that's how Jesus walked on water. He just hovered over it with one of those water jetpacks. <laughs> if he was really God, he'd ride a bicycle. <laughs> and be vegan. <laughs> yeah. And it's a tandem, but it has, like, you know, infinity seats. One for everyone <laughs> on the planet. Eight, eight billion seats on it. Yeah. <laughs> And nobody has to pedal, and that's why there are no footprints next to you. (laughs) When I was weak, I got on God's tandem bike. I know. I only saw one uh, set of bike tracks in the sand, but that's when I realized that it was God's bike, and he was riding a tandem. And I was on the back of it the whole time. I was on his handlebars the whole time. (laughs) I was standing on the pegs with my hands on his shoulders. God is God is a vegan who only rides a tandem bicycle and he lives off the grid. <laughs> he has basically no carbon footprint. None. None at all. That's why there were no footprints in the sand the whole it was just yours because God doesn't leave a footprint. But he was there, but he just doesn't he, leave it. He just does it. After Hank saves the show, you know, he saves it. It it's a again another success. Uh God slash Hank comes in and saves the show. We see, you know, he's he's a little bit bummed out. He's like, oh, I'm kind of bummed that I missed the the Super Bowl, you know. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, fucking Troy Aikman walks in <laughs> into the church, church basement in Arlen, Texas. Mm-hmm. Troy Aikman, played by himself, comes in and <laughs> he's just like, you know, I was in the bathroom and he says the guys were snapping towels which i assume is just code for sucking dicks i mean i i'm assuming i'm assuming they're having sex um (laughs) and in my super bowl fantasy that's what happens after they win the super bowl everybody just has a big fuck fist in the showers (laughs) what do they do if they lose also a fuck fest but it's just sad and slow <laughs> just dabbing tears off of each other's yeah it's it's actually just more cuddling you know just one long spooning session a spoon train a spoon train a spoon circle a spoon so troy aikman walks in and he's like man that was incredible what 
a show. And then apparently he disappears. I don't know. He's gone again. <laughs> so it kind of makes Hank feel a little bit better. Like, oh, I guess Troy Aikman also lo- didn't watch the Super Bowl. He came to see this. And uh, and then Troy Aikman disappears into the ether. Uh, <laughs> Peggy, she's just, or we see Bobby, he comes up and he's like, Hey mom, here's the batteries that I borrowed from your remote. I needed them for my Game Boy. And she was just like, what are you, what? She's, what are you talking about? He's like, I took the batteries out of your remote, you know, to, for my, your universal remote that works on any TV ever. And she's like, well, well, when did you take them out? And he's like, well, before the Super Bowl. And Peggy's just like, wow, if I wasn't changing the channel, what, how did, and then Bobby, I oh, well, actually was, Maybe after. I don't remember. <laughs> He's just like, well, if there were no batteries, then how were the channels changing? And then it cuts to like outside of the building and you just see clouds part and sunshine <laughs> on the building. <laughs> yeah, then and then Bobby's just like, Well, maybe I took them after, I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's the ending. <laughs> It is. You know, it's just, again, it's so nice to see a good Hank and Luann episode because, you know, Luann, she had a shitty father. She had a a shitty mom. So she has she has Peggy as her mother figure, who who is like clearly she is a mother figure like she dotes on Luann. She's there for her all the time. She's always there helping her. Whereas Hank, you know, he's a little bit like, you know, he's not as involved. He's not, he's not as that in- he's not as inclined to take on the role of father right. figure, but but when she really needs him, he is there usually. Right, and he he is a father figure because when you have such a terrible one, like any you know father figure is better than what she had. So he he is there for her and he really is stepping up a lot for her and even though he was not in the wrong to want to have his Super Bowl party and be there for it, he still makes the decision and realizes, you know, he feels I need to be there for Luann, I need to help her out with this. This is important for her. So Yeah. You know, no good Hank all around in this episode. Yeah. Really good. Well, just thinking about Luann's rough upbringing, which we learn more about in bits and pieces, like in the tornado mm-hmm. episode. And um, in this episode, they're at that garage sale and she's immediately drawn to these puppets. And she even says something like, well, I used to get to play with puppets a lot with the social worker when I was younger. Oh, yeah, I wrote that one down, too, because I work with, you know, social workers and kids that are in the system, and we absolutely have a puppet theater. We have lots of puppets and lots of dolls and toys for people to act out their home lives. Wow. What a yeah. what a smart way to do that instead of just being like, talk about what you're going through or what happened to you or what you saw. And what a nice way to express that trauma, but not maybe not have it be so intense that's play therapy yeah Yeah. it's it's the best way to do things with kids because they don't because they don't have the words to really fully express it or even like understand what totally happened to them or like what happened you know what happened in the house so you can kind of you can see it in the way that they use the puppets and the dolls and stuff and how they interact with each other and it is 
illuminating and also alarming at times. So well, it really makes you realize, God, if if Hank or if Luann was having to, I mean, I can't imagine what Luann was having to show with those puppets mm-hmm. and the social worker. She really has been through the shit. She has. She has been through. She had. A, she had a rough upbringing. So it is so lovely to see Hank and Peggy support her and be there for her because that does not always happen. And it kind of makes it a little bit more understandable when Hank is not able to be there for her for her puppet show, which is you know for a good reason, an understandable reason. She kind of just has a little bit of a breakdown because I'm sure it must that those feelings of abandonment it must trigger a lot of that and and so it, it's a little bit understandable that she just has a bit of a meltdown you know yeah expecting more from Hank than she probably normally would because he's already done more for her than any other father in her than her dad actually ever did and so. it must be easy to take any form of rejection as it must be easy to put it into the same category as more traumatic rejections like oh it's happening again it becomes almost a self-fulfilling prophecy of like this is what happens you know the the people that you love in your life reject you so this it's happening again you know when maybe it's not in the same category absolutely sad traumatic childhood aside with Luann uh, <laughs> what are some of your favorite like quotes and moments from this episode well uh Right at the beginning of the episode after Buckley cancels their little outlet shopping date, I love this quote by Luann when she's talking to Peggy and she says, Why are people so mean, Aunt Peggy? It's been 2,000 years since Jesus was was born, but we're still acting like cavemen. (laughs) (laughs) Luann 1,000% is um, a new earther, like uh, the person who thinks that the earth is only... 6,000 years old. Yeah. And that dinosaurs were put into the ground by Jews. Oh, is that what they think? <laughs> yeah. Why Maybe. would they put I don't them know. into the ground? <laughs> I don't know. Hold on. I might be getting that mixed up with something else, but like like a conspiracy or something. But it's, yeah, um, it's, it's like fact for her that cavemen existed 2,000 years ago when at the beginning of time or, you know, I guess I don't know what I'm talking about, but. Okay, maybe. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I think maybe I'm getting that mixed up with something else. (laughs) So I don't know. But yeah, like flat earther kind of stuff. I could totally see Luann getting into that. No problem. And definitely that the earth is only 6,000 years old. And, you know, carbon dating is bunk, you know. (laughs) Stories like Noah's Ark really did happen. That's fact. Yes. That's what you know. For sure. Right. Yeah. Um, it's not, it's not a, like a, it's not like a learning, it's not like a story to learn from. It's no, it actually happened. Yeah. He got a penguin, a couple of penguins, a couple of octopi onto an ark and they mm-hmm. all survived. And yeah. no, but none of them ate each other. <laughs> yeah. Just one of each. No mm-hmm. backups. No, ba- no backups. <laughs> if you kill yourself, you weren't meant to be, bitch. Get out of here. <laughs> And that's why we don't have unicorns. I was just going to say that. Uh, <laughs> I also like uh, a quote from Luann when she goes to the reverend or whoever. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's pitching her puppet idea. And she says, I think God has a plan for me. And it involves puppets. And <laughs> that made me laugh. But again, it's just like, or you could be a 
very successful car technician. You're, <laughs> you're searching for direction and you, it's right here. And it's yeah. right there. You've right got there. it. But that's okay. Uh, what are some of your favorite quotes or moments? I mean, I, I wrote down a few that we've already, we've already talked about. Um, but I, I love, okay. So when she's, when she's first debuting her, uh, manger babies in the church basement and she goes, she's like, once upon a time, almost two thousands of years ago, our Lord savior, Jesus Christ was born and everybody, and she goes in a manger. (laughs) (laughs) Like they all clap for Jesus being born, and then she finishes her sentence. Yep. <laughs> and I love her song. I love it. Well, I lo- I love that part too when she is like, what does she say? She says, uh, and something about you know, in the manger there were some animals, and this is their story. I know. <laughs> and then it's just it. like shoulder, 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 shoulder. And then she and she turns and she looks back behind herself so- over her so- shoulder. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> So I'm going to sing her song because I love it so, so much. Yes. Okay. They are the manger babies getting into trouble. The manger babies spreading God's message of love. The manger babies. Manger babies. Oh, that was perfect. Oh, my God. That was perfect. I loved it. I love that. Spreading God's message of love. (laughs) Gets that out real quick. (laughs) I love that. Um, I also love uh, when they're at the, they're at the, well, it's Hank and everyone and they're watching the Super Bowl and Hank goes, what the hell does Tina Turner's legs have to do with auto insurance? (laughs) What doesn't her legs have to do with auto insurance? They're, they're incredible. They are everything. I love that cut to the TV, too, where you just see legs walking in front of cars. <laughs> uh, wasn't wasn't her legs insured? Like, weren't they insured? Oh, maybe I'm that's part of it. Pretty sure. I mean, she's yeah. famous for her legs and for yeah. walking, uh, probably right. walking away from bullshit, which she has done many times. <laughs> many times. Uh, she's many incredible. Times. She oh, lives in like a castle, I think I heard in Switzerland or something. That's fucking awesome. Let's see. Uh, oh my god, yes. Tina Turner insured her legs for $3.2 million. Hell yeah. Yep. A half a, a mil and a half for each leg. Yeah. So she if she loses one, she makes bank. <laughs> right. And she gets like the most top-notch replacement. Oh yeah. It just uh, has a high heel built onto it, I'm sure. <laughs> At all times. <laughs> She's amazing. I know. So those are so those are my favorite parts from it. Because we did, oh, and, you know, when Luann finds the puppets and he's like, you know, oh, you're pretty good with those. And, you know, I'll get them for you. And she's like, really, Uncle Hank? And he says, well, if it costs 25 cents to make you smile, it's a bargain. Yeah. Which, which is sweet. Because at it's first really I thought, sweet. oh. He's only willing to spend 25 cents, but no, he's saying it's a bar. Like it's more than worth it. You know, like that's know. nothing to me. 25 cents for these, you know, kind of ratty puppets, but it puts a smile on her face. It's worth it. And then right after that, Bobby runs up with the biggest smile on his face and he's wearing that red wig and he's like, dad, look. <laughs> and Hank's just like, take that off. <laughs> 
it does not matter how big a smile Bobby has. He cannot have that wig. No, no. <laughs> Let's see. I think I mentioned everything too, but I did. I kind of interrupted your Troy Aikman quote, <laughs> but I love that quote by Troy Aikman where they're just like, Hank is just like, you know, Troy Aikman, what are you doing here at this church puppet show? And he's just like, it's kind of a funny story. Some guys were snapping towels in the locker room. So I went to Bible study to get some perspective on it. And I saw a flyer for this puppet show. Sort of a little miracle, I guess. (laughs) 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 To get some perspective on it. (laughs) Oh, God. All right. Are you ready for listener comments? I'm ready for listener comments. All right. So as I mentioned earlier, we have a listener comment. It is from Pastel Zom. Chris, and a one, and a two, and a one, two, three. Listener comments. You're listening for the rest of your life. <laughs> yes. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. I loved it. It sounded a little bit like Fozzie Bear, and I loved it. <laughs> Fozzie Bear. Yeah. (laughs) Mixed with Kermit. Just a smidge. (laughs) In your comments. (laughs) (laughs) That was awesome. Thank you so much for sending that in. Thank you. Oh my God. Thank you, Chris. Pastel Zom. Thank you. Send send your listener comment songs in to hello at hoyapod.com and just put listener comment in the subject. We'll take anything. Yes, we will. Anything. Anything. On our Facebook group, we've been getting lots and lots of hilarious posts. I love it. There was one by Laura T. And Laura T. said, I work at a Methodist church in the Manger Babies episode when Luann goes to talk about doing the Manger Babies and they mentioned the new carpet. This is 100% something that I have seen play out in real life. Also, Hank is for Hank is for sure serves on the trustees committee that helps in the upkeep of the building. (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah. I could totally see that. And they put a screenshot of the Reverend and it's the part where he's saying, for those of you who didn't hear my sermon this morning, for those of you who didn't hear my sermon this morning, let me remind you that spilling anything on a new carpet is a sin. so good that made me laugh so hard i love (laughs) i love hearing those little insights yeah thank you laura t yes thank you and again just thank you to everybody on our facebook group you guys are awesome so we have a couple you know a couple people said the same thing uh there was um snc banks and greasy underscore no and uh says Says, Peggy, we're going shopping for the Super Bowl party, not your feminine items. Diet Coke? (laughs) (laughs) Neat underscore lizard. This little scene, I love it so much where uh, Hank goes, it reflects poorly on my craftsmanship. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) About the nail sticking out, the finishing nail sticking out. And, And 
Peggy's like, oh, Hank, nobody noticed. Nobody notices. And you see, like, this group of men just all muttering, like, God, that's just embarrassing. What is this? Yeah. That's, like, so t- he should be ashamed of himself. <laughs> <laughs> just all muttering to each other and pointing at that little nail sticking out. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so Thunder underscore Muffin, Thunder Muffin, our resident Jewish person who comments on anything <laughs> Jewish, he says, or they say, Look at what the Jews have been through. You never hear them complaining. (laughs) (laughs) Drucifer 2A. If you're God, then I guess that makes me Jesus. Bobby, don't say that. That's for Luann to decide. (laughs) (laughs) Pastel Zom, our friend who sent in the listener comment song, says, uh, But let's not forget a very British bird. Sir Reginald Featherbottom the third. Charmed, I'm sure. <laughs> a very British bird, Sir Reginald Featherbottom the third. <laughs> Brittany Murphy's vocal work, it's just God. It's like she's slapping us in the face with <laughs> voice sounds. It's, it's wonderful. It's so good. Like, what pure talent. Mm-hmm. God. It's, uh, it, you can't really replicate it. It's just. It, it's just so unique and so good. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, K-Berg 703, Luann singing the Manger Babies theme song gets me every time. Same. <laughs> so good. So this quote by Harpua927, Harpua927, the Super Bowl was pre-taped six months ago in the same Nevada hangar where they faked the moon landing. <laughs> <laughs> by Dale. You gotta gotta a love a Dale, Dale conspiracy. Mm-hmm. So good. Martin of the Waking Universe and Becca underscore Thunderdome. What the Hank? What the Hank? <laughs> what the hell do Tina Turner's legs have to do with auto insurance? <laughs> Everything. Everything. Katie creates an underscore Mendozable underscore. Uh, Peggy, you're a good man. Hank, man. <laughs> as god, god hank they, yes that's wearing wearing the the beard <laughs> yeah that should that's just about all of them oh wait melissa dot man and this was another one that i forgot to mention uh i sell popcorn and popcorn accessories yeah <laughs> awesome excellent listener comments everyone thank you 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 jackie Trivia! Trivia! You got some? Yep. I got toot. Well, I had two, but uh, I was going to ask you what kind of car Satan drives, but you answered that earlier. (laughs) A pickup truck. Pickup truck. (laughs) (laughs) He would, Satan would drive like a Hummer, something that's very not good for the environment. Yes, yes. 100%. (laughs) One of those, uh, those dually pickup trucks that like shouldn't fit in a normal parking spot (laughs) so annoying extra Um, long cab (laughs) yep do you want to go first then since you have two all right sure so when uh when the tv keeps changing dale says to hank if i wanted to spend super bowl sunday staring at my wife i would have married blank oh i don't know some football (laughs) player name (laughs) what is it fran tarkenton Fran Tarkenton, of course, <laughs> from uh, now Fran Tarkenton played on the Pittsburgh, sh- sh- mom, 
Lam- Lamborghinis. Yes. <laughs> the Pittsburgh Schmamble Lamborghinis. That's right. <laughs> apparently, apparently, he played on the Minnesota Vikings, and I, I looked it up because I had no idea who Fran Tarkenton was. I totally thought that it was like a female sportscaster. Yeah, but it's but Fran. it is a football player. So <laughs> it was way off. Good one. All right, Amy. Yes. The guys all took bets on the length of the national anthem song. How long is it? Three minutes and 40 seconds. Was that your question? No. (laughs) Yes, that's right. Uh, Because it was going to be one, but it it wasn't this time. (laughs) That was it. That was it. All right. I have one chance to redeem myself. What channel does Nancy work for? What number channel does Nancy work for? Ah, you got it! Yay! <laughs> ah, what's the full? What's the full? It's just what action. Oh, I uh, action news eighty four. I have no idea. Yay! Oh, <laughs> Yay! I haven't gotten right. I haven't gotten one right in so long. Feels God, good. That was a good one too. You got mm-hmm. that. Thank you. Awesome. All right. So <laughs> that's the episode, everybody. <laughs> amy do you know what the next episode is i do it is snow job which i'm just realizing is a joke about blowjob that's right adoy (laughs) now i can't off the top of my head fully remember what this oh this episode is about there's like a it gets really cold and everyone is freaking out and trying to buy propane. Yes, I believe that Hank has a has a has like a existential crisis, a crises. Oh yeah, here's a picture of him for the episode just sitting on the end of a dock. Yeah, that's and when he's all in the of midst the. Of it. Oh my god! And then there's that part where they don't have people to drive the trucks. Is that yeah. right? So they have to make everyone tow the trucks because what a smart loophole like you don't have a uh, the specific cdl to drive the hazardous materials truck but everyone can drive a pickup or a, a tow truck mm-hmm. uh, I, or most people i don't know mm-hmm. so you just tow the how smart hank saves the day in the next one he really does any last thoughts feelings emotions um revelations anything um, well, I'm just, I'm enjoying the rewatch. I really enjoyed this episode and it's been nice talking about Luann a little bit more with you because it's, she's just one of those characters that at first I was like, she's so annoying and sometimes she can be so petty and, and she just doesn't seem to get it sometimes, but it's, she the more I watch the show, the older I get, the more I appreciate how much fun she is to watch, how talented Brittany Murphy is, which we say all the time, but also just diving a little bit into her background. It's understandable why she is the way she is. And it's actually kind of a credit to her and probably to Peggy and Hank too, that she could be an awful person. She she can be petty sometimes, but she is a good person person and she's just trying to like figure things out for herself and Mm -hmm. and it's it's kind of 
it's kind of great to see and get a little bit more insight into this character. So um, I I guess if I had a, re- a revelation for this episode, it it's something like that, you know? Yeah. There's a lot to Luann. Yeah, I agree. I know. I agree. And, you know, I think it's the same with like all the characters, especially like, you know, some of the ones that you immediately with the characters that you're kind of like, ugh, like Peggy, you know, she's easy to hate until you actually like think a little bit more about who she is and her background and everything. Um, no, I, you know, I love it because I love this episode. Hank is just an all around good guy. He's just yeah. doing he's doing the right thing pretty much every turn. He's not being selfish for the most part. And which he tends to, he can very much be selfish. So it was nice to see. It was a refreshing change for Hank. Yes. Yeah. I, I like his relationship with Luann. It's almost, it's interesting because sometimes it feels like his expectations for Bobby are so high or unrealistic or his expectations ignore the qualities that Bobby possesses that make him so great and such a unique individual that those expectations are so high that it gets in the way of him being not kind to Bobby because he is kind, but I don't know. It's nice to see his expectations for Luann are almost a little bit, he doesn't project those expectations onto Luann. So it's nice to see him. He almost has no expectations for Luann. Yeah. <laughs> Just pretty much none. <laughs> he has he has come along I don't yeah, I don't really know totally what I'm trying to say, but he has come a long way with Luann. I mean, in the first season he just wanted her to move out so bad mm-hmm. and just insisted that you know, she's barely family and little by little between you know, wanting her to move back in and then helping fix up the trailer at her parents' house and admitting that he does love her and wanting to see her be happy and supporting her through breakups and stuff. It's nice seeing this relationship building. Yes, I absolutely agree. And I guess if you think about it, they have more in common than you would think because they've both experienced childhood trauma and maybe experienced uh, witnessing abuse, possibly both experiencing abuse in their childhoods. and For sure. They so, just are two very different people on how they handle their emotions. Yes. Yes. I'm, I'm excited to, to reflect on this a little bit more and mm-hmm. think more about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, how about you? Any, any revelations or, or anything, insights? I think you said it all. I think you said it all. I think it's it just, it's a, it's a nice episode. Love Luann. By the way, speaking of like Brittany Murphy and just her extreme talent, we did get um, an email. Oh yeah, from uh, Sam Hain. They did they did some stuff for us. I think they did the last uh, intro for us. I think mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, now we can't really sh- we can't really share it, but apparently there was like a um, a whole album of like original songs and content that like some of the characters, like the people from the show did in their characters. And one of them is called one tin soldier. And it's, um, sung by Brittany Murphy as Luann. Uh, we can't really play it because we don't want to get sued or like get in trouble for copyright. But if you guys want to look it up, it's called one tin soldier. Um, We'll try. Maybe we can like post it somewhere. We'll maybe post a link or something. Maybe on Instagram or in our Facebook group. We'll post it in our Facebook group, 
and everyone can hear it. So it is really nice. It's done as Luann and she's just so fucking good. So good. There are so many songs on this album. I want to, maybe we could have a special, if we could figure out how to play parts of the songs in ways that don't violate copyrights (laughs) or however that works, it'd be nice to have a mini-sode to talk about the album because there is a song by Luann, a.k.a. Brittany Murphy. There's uh, Hank sings Teddy Bear. Uh, There are also other songs on here. Cheryl Crow sings a song. Faith Hill sings a song. Bare Naked Ladies. Uh, (laughs) There's just uh, Brooks and Dunn. There's just, it's so, I'm so curious. I want to look into why this album came out and, and, you know, maybe just how we go can do it. Yeah, how we can talk about it and play some of the stuff. So we'll, yeah. we'll look into that for sure. As so interesting. Otherwise, that's all I got to say. Follow us on Instagram, Ho Yeah Pod, Facebook, our group, Ho Yeah Podcast. Um, please send us emails, hello at hoyapod.com. And iTunes reviews are also massively, massively helpful for us. Uh, we'll give you shout outs, our Patreon, Ho Yeah Pod. And we will see you shortly. And happy birthday, Lauren. Happy birthday, Lauren. Your day is wonderful. May, oh, wait, no, that's not. Happy birthday Birthday to to you. (laughs) And until next time, listeners. And until next time. Someone's got a birthday. I wonder who. (laughs) Someone's got a birthday. Maybe it's you. Woo! Woo! Ooh, cool. Clap, clap. And blink, blink, blink. (laughs) Perfect.